You guys want to hear some crazy shit? Hell yeah. yeah. This is breaking news. Uh, I was listening to one of our peers podcasts. I'm not going to say who it was, but they were telling a side story about a man in Florida who entered a cockroach eating contest I heard in this. order to win a python from a pet Watch. store. Listen to it. And I was, I was like, I did a double take because that is the subplot of one of the stories in Joey Poole's book of stories. Oh, really? Yes. And I texted him immediately and I was like, what? Or he said, what? <laughs> Truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, but this is not an Oscar Wilde podcast. Welcome to season eight, episode 16 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs like us decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is Crank 2 High Travoltage, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Travis Beat Magazine, <laughs> a.k.a. License to Trav. The Travis Beat Magazine one is a little bit suggestive in the wrong way. And I will be your host. And I'm joined here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Shawned by Me, a.k.a. Evil Obsession, a.k.a. The Mayor of Shawnset Strip. <laughs> and in our third seat, Chop Shop Regulator, Chelver Bullet, a.k.a. Secret Admirer. AKA Sharknado 3, Ochelno. <laughs> Further description of the show, the tagline at the top says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel dependent cinematic culture. Get out of my yard, lame -o. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. All right. So that's going to bring us into our first segment, uh, which is movie news. And basically, this is where throughout the week, while we're supposed to be doing our real jobs, we try to pay attention to stories about movies that relate to our show and that we think our listeners might find interesting. And unfortunately, we do have to start it off with an R.I.P., uh, rest in peace and rest in power to Ronald Pickup. Ronald Pickup uh, was a British actor. It's not a very British sounding name. No, not at all. He was in The Crown and here we go. Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. <laughs> Whew, that's tough. Uh, he died at the age of 80 after a long illness. Rest in peace and rest in power once again. Ron Pickup sounds like a... Uh participant in the blue collar comedy tour yeah like he's friends with <laughs> joey hamburger or whatever <laughs> next up the first look at kenneth brana as boris johnson has been released oh it's crazy we saw this on twitter and it was from the sky tv account which is a uh an english channel over there uh uncanny yeah it's freaky mm -hmm. yeah and you gotta you gotta hand it to him to be willing to make yourself look like boris johnson because the man's not pretty. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that story comes to us, uh, like we said, from Sky TV on Twitter. Uh, next, the film The Actor will star Ryan Gosling as an actor with amnesia stranded in a mysterious small town. Any thoughts? I like Ryan Gosling, so I'll... I'll... I had something, but I can't remember. That is from <laughs> SlashFilm.com. I see what you did there. Next up, Charlize Theron is serious about starring in a version of Die Hard 
with a female lead and a lesbian spin. Apparently, this version of the McLean character would be played by Charlize Theron, and she has to rescue her wife. And people think it's a great idea. I'm here for it. I mean, yeah... She's a great. Sean, don't act hesitant now. The the gif you sent me when I told you about this was a bottle of lotion, and then for some reason a flying eagle. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Uh, correction, it was a bottle of lube. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was hand sanitizer. Uh, so that was uh, coming to us from IndieWire. Hashtag Jane McLean. Next, New York City movie theaters can reopen March fifth. Says. Governor Andrew Cuomo. Anything to uh, make people not think about the nursing homes. Uh, Theaters can operate at 25% capacity with a maximum of 50 people allowed per screen. And see, that seems kind of arbitrary to me because some theaters are bigger than others. Yeah. Uh, That story is also from IndieWire. And finally, uh, the disgusting news. Gérard Depardieu is charged with rape. French actor who's 72 is accused of attacking a young actress in 2018. And they're just now getting around to charging him. So that means he was 70 when he did this alleged rape. That's a big Depardieu. Indeed. And that's going to wrap us up on movie news for this week. And I think I hear a phone ringing. That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Well, Choppers, you gave me a big empty plate this week, so I'll have to 86 the segment and give y'all an extra helping of time in the yard. Enjoy. All right. Thank you, Dana, for that. And thank you for acknowledging our perfection on last week's episode. We appreciate you and what you do, and that will close the doors on the Department of Correction Department for this week. Bringing us to the theme of the episode. Whose idea was this? I think it might be mine. A Tale of Two Corys. I kind of regret it. <laughs> <laughs> the Two Corys, also known as The Corys, are actors Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, both born in 1971. Feldman and Haim were child actors during the 1980s, and the two were also close friends. The Two Corys appeared in a total of nine films together, including The Lost Boys in 1987. That was their first movie together. Also, Feldman went on to star in Gremlins, The Goonies, Stand By Me, and Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, while Haim starred in Silver Bullet and Lucas. Becoming a brand, the two Corys achieved mainstream fame and notoriety as teen idols, but each later experienced a career downturn due to drug use. The Two Corys is also the name of a reality show about the two actors that aired on the A&E network from 2007 to 2008. Following a long battle with drug addiction, Haim died of pneumonia in 2010. In 2020, Feldman released My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys. The documentary explores the friendship between the two Corys and asserts that both were sexually abused as children in the entertainment industry. So on that light note... (laughs) Uh, they did make some fun movies together back in the day. Uh, <clears throat> some of them don't hold up as oh, yeah. much. But what are your guys' thoughts on this subject? Uh, nostalgia is a funny thing because yeah. I remember some of these movies fondly. And in watching a few of them back, uh, they just don't hold up. And 
you kind of wonder what the fuss was about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember uh, Corey Haim was, was considered to be the, the real heartthrob of the two. I always thought that Corey Feldman kind of had the better acting chops. Just a quick rundown of the movies they appeared in together, starting with The Lost Boys in 1987, License to Drive in 88, Dream a Little Dream 1989, Blown Away 1993, National Lampoon's Last Resort in 1994, <laughs> Dream a Little Dream 2 in 1995, Busted 1996. Uh, they had cameos in Dickie Roberts, Former Child Star, and then finally in 2008, the Lost Boys, The Tribe. <laughs> so, Chelsea, what are your thoughts on this subject? Um, I only liked one movie that they were in together. Which was? The Lost Boys. Okay, the very first one. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a pretty solid movie, I think. I think that one holds up all right. Yeah. Uh, that, that movie's great. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the sequels, not so much. No. But that being said, let's go into... Our next segment, which is the Midnight Double Feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two films that are within our subject of the week. And we talk about why they would be a good pairing for a double feature. And Sean, you want to go first? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, a couple of films. Um, Actually, there were three films released in quick succession uh, starring Corey Haim and, and Nicole Eggert. Okay. The two were dating at the time. Oh. And uh, speaking of... Uh, Ansel chi- Eggert's mom. No, speaking of child actors who are le- laying down uh, oh. accusations of rape, uh, Nicole Eggert, of course, recently alleges that Scott Bayo oh, sexually wow. assaulted her on the set of Charles yeah. in Charge. Mm. So, yeah, it kind of casts a really dark shadow on their, you know, these child actors' lives. So the first one is going to be from 1992 called The Double O Kid. And this film stars Corey Haim, Brigitte Nielsen, uh-uh. Wallace Shawn. Wow. <laughs> and Nicole Eggert. All right. So he's 21 at the time. Okay. I don't know what kid they're talking about. <laughs> um, he's a spy in training. Yeah. Hence the double O. He can drive. He can hop a plane. So he's not a kid. So I have a problem with that. There is credit given at the beginning of the movie to the CGI artist. <laughs> what year? 92. In 92 CGI is not, you don't need to give credit to anything. Anyway. <laughs> bad. Anyway, he's trained to be a secret agent. He uh, gets caught up in this, uh, this intrigue. Uh, Wallace Shawn's a criminal mastermind. Yeah. He's been charged with taking down a plane that's flying over the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. And he's got all of his operatives trying to steal this technology to Get do that a plane. To do this computer virus thing. Corey Haim's delivering the package to <laughs> a guy from his spy agency that's never named. From Philadelphia, by the way. Okay. They fly him to L.A. to make a delivery. The guy hands and slip. The guy, when he pays him a tip, he slips him this, this like, key card. The, the Wallace Shawn's operatives are after this key card because it's going to give them access they need to access all this other technology that they okay. need. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So the chase begins. He gets away. He gives them the slip. But he misses his flight, so he has to stay in a hotel. Wallace Shawn's operatives say he must be staying at a hotel. We need to find him <laughs> in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> they find him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one hotel he's in, the one room he's in, they find him. 
He crosses paths with Nicole Eggert because he's being pursued by a team of roller hockey players <laughs> in a parking deck. Now I know why you like this movie. <laughs> and she she works at like a like a uh, a drive-in, so she has roller skates on anyway. Oh, as luck would have it. Yeah, and coincidentally, she, she's pushing a shopping cart. I don't know why she's not a bag lady. And to help get away, because he sprained his ankle running away from the hockey players, he hops in her shopping cart. So there's a big scene of them going down the parking deck, and it's really stupid. I don't know why Wallace Shawn agreed to do this movie. Yeah. It's inconceivable. Indeed. But uh, I'm going to follow that up with 1993's Blown Away. Okay. Blown Away is an erotic thriller. This came out one year afterwards, and it features a lot of Nicole Eggert. Oh, so you're saying this is not the the Blown Away explosion movie with Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones? No, no, no. Uh, This is a uh, story about a teenage beauty who tries to convince her new boyfriend that her father murdered her mother and that he should die too. It stars Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, and Nicole Eggert. It's very predictable. Um, there's a there's a bad boom shot in this one. The okay, boom, the boom mic hangs in. Uh, at the end of the film, there's some gunplay, and you can see <laughs> Corey Haim's wearing ear earplugs. Really, in the <laughs> shot. But um, again, lots and lots of Nicole Eggert. Some uh, some solid viewing. It sounds like. Yeah, but anyway, uh, these are both. Not recommends. Not recommends. Nice. All right, over to you, Chelsea. Um, I'm doing movies that I consider each of the Corys separately, like at their best. Yes. So I'm doing 1985's The Goonies. Oh, hell yes. Which I don't think we really need to talk about. Everybody has seen this or should have. And if you haven't or you do want to hear us talk about it, go back and listen to our mini-sode. Our live mini-sode. Our live mini-sode where we recast The Goonies. Yes. Um, and I'm going to pair that with 1986, Lucas. Which we've also talked about here on the show. Yeah. Um, Gary Busey? Is that right? No, he's in Silver Bullet. That's Silver Bullet, oh, gotcha. yeah. Uh, who, was the, who was the father figure in Lucas? I don't know about the father figure, but it's got... Charlie uh, Sheen? No. 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 But your, your, your lead actress is... Um, I'm drawing a complete blank. Carrie Green, the girl yes. from The gotcha. Goonies. Yeah, gotcha. she's exactly. in both of them. There's your, there's your tie. Connections. Gotcha. All right. So uh, you feel that these are uh, the only two movies that either of them were in that, in your opinion, are worth a shit. Um, for Corey Haim. Yes. Lucas. Yes. Okay. Corey Feldman. There's a few others where he's great. But right. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, so. <laughs> my double feature I'm going a little bit more supernatural okay uh, and I think this is also each of their first kind of solo effort where they weren't working together uh, so I've got Gremlins in 1984 directed by Joe Dante who also did Piranha The Howling Explorers Inner Space and The Burbs um, it's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes a gadget salesman uh, this is just if you type in Gremlins to Google, this is the synopsis that they give you. Uh, a gadget salesman is looking for a special gift for his son and finds one at a store in Chinatown. The shopkeeper is reluctant to sell him the Mogwai, but sells it to him with the warning to never expose it to bright light, water, or feed it after midnight. All of this happens, and the result is a gang of gremlins that decide to tear up the town on Christmas Eve. Classic movie, fun Christmas film. Yeah. Uh, pairing this with Corey Haim's first solo deal, Silver Bullet, in 1985, uh, directed by Dan Attius, who most of his other credits are 
uh, TV, TV shows, yeah. directing credits. Obviously, the inferior film of the two. It's oh, only yeah. got a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. When a series of unexplained murders occurs in the normally quiet town of Tarker's Mill, the residents decide to hunt down the killer. However, many of these vigilantes end up dead, and those who don't are no closer to finding the assailant. But when a young wheelchair-using boy named Marty, played by Corey Haim, encounters a werewolf one night, the pieces begin to come together. Along with his sister and Uncle Red, played by <laughs> Gary Busey, Marty begins a mission to capture the werewolf once and for all. And even though it's not a great movie, just in celebration of that, we're going to crack open our first beer check-in. Nice. It's going to be... The Silver Bullets, <laughs> also known as a Coors Light. Coors Light. And you'll notice that they're really leaning into the packaging. It's shaped like a bullet. <laughs> that movie is priceless to me because of Busey souping up the uh, the wheelchair. Oh, that was the part you showed me. You're like, you got to see this. It's ridiculous. I'll just use the can. Okay, you're good with the bullet can. So yeah, that is the <laughs> supernatural style Corey double feature. I like it. I like that a lot. The beer for people so stupid, they need to see the mountains turn blue before they know if it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a Coors Light, all right. Yep. That's what that tastes like. Yep. <clears throat> all right. Let's go on into wow. our next segment, the feature segment, which is the recast. And this is where we take a pre-selected film that we've all seen and we hypothetically recast a few of the main roles. The first one is the aforementioned License to Drive from 1988, directed by Greg Beeman. It's got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. About right. Can you just, just knock, knock it down a you peg want it down or two? Lower? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, just wait. Um, <laughs> teenager Les Anderson, played by Corey Haim, thinks his life can't get any worse after he flunks his driver's exam, but he's wrong. Even though he didn't receive his license, Les refuses to break his date with the cool Mercedes Lane. What a, what a name in a film called License to Drive. Her name is Mercedes Lane. She's destined to be a porn star. Played by later Roll, film. Roller Girl herself, Heather Graham. And he decides to lift his family's prized luxury car for the occasion. Um, people used to say the word lift as slang for stealing. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mercedes sneaks some booze along and passes out drunk, and a confused Les makes the bad decision of enlisting his rebellious friend, Dean, played by Corey Feldman. Um, so, tell us why it's so bad. Chelsea, you watched this fresh. I have not seen it in ages. It's just... It's so dorky yeah. and so cringy and cheesy mm -hmm. that I had to look away from the screen many times because I felt uncomfortable and embarrassed watching it. So this is kind of on a serious note. The Speaking of uncomfortable, um, the premise of the movie revolves around the fact that his hot teenage date is passed out drunk mm -hmm. and he continues the date. Uh, which is a little bit problematic considering the bigger scope of the two Corys. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. <laughs> so we've got Les Anderson, played by Corey Haim. He was 17 at the time. We've got Mercedes Lane, played by Heather Graham. She was 18. 
And then we've got Dean, played by Corey Feldman, who is also 17. And in all of the things that we're going to be talking about, Corey and Corey are the same age because they were both born in the same year. I'm not getting into month discrepancies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank God. No one's asking you to. All right. So first up, we've got License to Drive. And Chelsea, who is going to be your less? Okay. Um, so my actor was in Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. The Truman Show. Geo Storm. Yeah, I went with Ed Harris, Ed who Harris. was 71, so I flipped 17. Oh. <laughs> and Outstanding. He's, he's just now learning to drive. Yeah. yeah. He never me. needed to before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to you, Sean. Jeez, how do I follow that? Um, my actor is uh, 20 years old now. Uh, he was in Touch with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, ironically, also in Lost Boys. True. Um, he was in The Darkness, The Games Maker, but everyone knows him from the TV series Gotham. I went with David Mazouz. David Mazouz. Now, he does he play the young Bruce Wayne yeah, yeah. in Gotham? Yeah, he's kind of got like a little dreamy look about him. Yeah. All right. Uh, my Les Anderson, I am I think he might be a little bit old for this, but he looks young. Um, I've got him as 18, but he might, he might be even like 19 or 20. Uh, he's in Killer High. Brotherhood and extracurricular. His name is Spencer McPherson. Spencer McPherson. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on. Be my. Looks a little brooding. Yeah, my Corey Haim, Les Anderson. Next, we've got Mercedes and Chelsea. Who were you thinking about for this? Oh yeah. So my actress was in the Three Musketeers. Um... What? I couldn't hear you. Your okay. actress is in the Anyways, Three Musketeers and? Yeah. Bunch of other stuff. I went with Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. <laughs> talk. <laughs> Raquel Welch. She's mm-hmm. dreamy. Mm-hmm. She's also 81. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite uh, advanced <laughs> in maturity. All right, Sean. All right. My actress is 18 years old and uh, she needs a shot at redemption given uh, the events in the last week or two. Um, she was in the film Leap, The Book of Henry, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You. Is it Billy Eyelash? No, she was in the film Music, It's Maddie Ziegler. Oh. She no. needs a shot at redemption. I saw her when I was looking up actresses. Also, what the fuck is a Billy Eyelash? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm going to watch that documentary later. What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> um, my my pick for Mercedes Lane is just 16 now. She's in The Osiris Child, Origin Wars, and Home and Away. Her name is Tegan Croft. Tegan Croft. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That works. We got one more. It's also a, a Corey. Heather Graham's really in a Corey sandwich in this one. They're the bread. And she's the meat part of the sandwich. Oh, okay. Uh, Dean. Dino. Played by Corey Feldman. He was 17 at the time. Chelsea, who's your pick? Uh, my actor needs no introduction. I went with Bill Murray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill Murray so much. I'm not even going to fault you for how absurd your theme is. They're all, 70, they're all 71. people 70 plus. 
No, I just, I flipped the actor's age. You flipped each age. Wow, you stuck with it. That's amazing. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Way to think outside the box. Way to not even see the box. (laughs) (laughs) What box? (laughs) All right, over to you, Sean. Uh, All right, so I went with an actor who is uh, 17 years old. And, you know, Corey Feldman, he... He's the funnier of the two. I said he was, I yeah. consider him a better actor, but uh, definitely very, the more successful one. Yeah, yeah. Very expressive. And those eyebrows, he likes to work the eyebrows mm-hmm. a lot when he performs. So this actor, I kind of overlaps a little bit. Uh, he was in Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. Don't know what that is. I've heard of that. It's a TV show on the Disney Channel. He appeared, oh, he appeared in uh, uh, Modern Family. Uh huh. But most people would know him as number five from the Umbrella Academy. I went with Aiden Gallagher. Uh-huh. Aiden yeah, Gallagher. Yeah, 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 yeah. I shopped him for something else. Huh. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, over to me. My Dean is 16 now. He's in Star Falls. He's in The Road to Lemon Grove. And he's in The Passenger. His name is Tommaso Sanelli. Tommaso Sanelli. Yeah, he's oh. he's of Italian descent, but he's an American actor, and he's uh, kind of got that cool dude. Yeah, too cool for school. But all of my actors are also in the TV show Titans on oh. HBO Max. HBO Max. Uh, give us that money. <laughs> Final thoughts on License to Drive? Oh pass. my God, don't. So hard pass. <laughs> it took me three times to get my license to drive. The first time, the the driving instructor literally yelled at me. She's like, you're nervous. I should be the one who's nervous. <laughs> um, that being said, still skip this movie. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring us into intermission. But not before we say... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some Rocky Road. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM. The Shop with Travisito, the brew boss. And me, Chelsea, the regulator. Well, we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies. All morning morning long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah. hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! 
If you miss this event, you suck. Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger, Trontastic Ron. I'm gonna rip his face off. Woo! And the defending champ, Little Thanos. You ain't got nothing, brother. I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition. So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemachopshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Watch Chop Retrofit. All right, Chop Shoppers, thank you for bearing with us during intermission, and welcome back. When we come back from intermission, what do we like to do, Sean? Beer chicken. And what do you got for us? All right, I've got a real treat for you. It's from Resident Culture Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wonderful. It's called Lager Drops. It is an India Pale Lager. Lager Uh, Drops. Yeah, it sounds like something that a woodsman would leave behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is a uh, India Pale Lager. And the uh, hot profile is Galaxy, Citra, and Mosaic. Beautiful. I had a can of this uh, the other day. Yeah. And it's exquisite. And you said it's very fresh, too. Yeah, hold on to your dick. I was already holding on to my dick just for the YouTube patrons. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can't see it, but they can. This this desk doesn't have a right side. Uh, You'll notice... Michelangelo. You'll notice a crystal clear... Lager, oh, God. see-through, and the aroma is fantastic. That's really good. I wish I had bought more of this. I hear you. And they're not distributing down here very much, are they? Uh, a few things make it down, but yeah. uh, for this is really good. For the two-hour drive, it's better to mm. just go get it fresh, crisp. Yeah, especially after that bullshit silver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's move it into our next segment, which is. The 2021 Movie Marathon. As of this recording, it is the 57th day of the year. I'm on number 67. Sean? I'm on 71. And Chelsea? 122. Um, So my first check-in is going to be an amazing movie that everybody needs to see. Uh, It's called Judas and the Black Messiah from 2021. Uh, In... Insanely compelling performance in this dramatic biopic. Uh, It is the story of the chairman of the Black Panther Party and about the person who, as the title suggests, betrays him to the FBI. Um, The J. Edgar Hoover character is played by um, Martin Sheen. The Fred Hampton character is played by Daniel Kaluuya. And the... uh, the Rat is played by Lakeith Stanfield. And that's not a spoiler because it's in the title. Uh, so if you think about it, it's kind of the inverse of Black Klansman. Okay. In Black Klansman, John David Washington's character sends in a white guy to infiltrate the Klan. 
in this, the white guy played by Jesse Plemons sends in a black guy to infiltrate the Black Panthers. So I saw a lot of parallels. And then it became almost too on the nose because Jesse Plemons' character, who's fairly racist in the movie, says, I told you, they're just like the Klan. They're just like the Klan. So these, there's the false equivalency problem. Yeah. Um, but amazing film. Everybody needs to watch yeah, you it. You give it five stars, I saw. Five stars. That's good. Um, I'm going to check in one that's not a five-star movie. Okay. It's a Corey Haim film from 1996 mm-hmm. called Fever Lake. Fever Lake. <laughs> uh, Fever Lake is a uh, horror film that you can see on Amazon Prime with the help of Rift Tracks. Okay. And I encourage you to do so. Corey Haim and Mario Lopez in Mom Jeans uh-uh. co-star in a lame <laughs> quote-unquote horror movie. A group of well-behaved college kids retreat to a lake house weekend at the titular Fever Lake. So it's a it's a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff. Evil lurks. Well, there it's. Why well, I'm not going to go into detail. It's stupid. It's terrible. It's lame. The the lake. Let's it's, go down to Fever <laughs> Lake. <laughs> the lake itself plays very little part in this film whatsoever. Um, but you've got three guys, three girls. They're going to the lake house. They're supposedly in college, yet. They're all really dumb. It's almost like the movie was produced by the like the celibacy, you know, initiative. Uh, like all the guys sleep in the room together, all the girls sleep in the room. It's bad. Just but they um that probably prevents them from getting murdered for at least a little bit, right? Cuz that would be one of the rules you don't break. Yeah, it's it's just just mm. so there's no TNA? Uh no, no, there's no TNA in that one, but Sounds uh, like it's a total wash. I will remedy that very shortly. Okay, you're going to remake it. No, I'm going to take my clothes off. Oh, boy. <laughs> T and oh, A. That's what that means. I was trying to figure out what T and A means. I'm tucking in my shirt. <laughs> Go ahead, Chelsea. Um, This is a movie from 2020. It's called I Care A Lot with... Uh, yes. Oh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Thank you. Gone and, Girl. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. Diane Weist. I had a... Sorry to interrupt, but... I had a dream last night that Peter Dinklage was in, and but he was tall Peter Dinklage. Oh, that's weird. And I was like, you're just John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she plays um, a legal guardian to elderly people mm-hmm. and a bit of a, a con woman. And this, Ooh. yeah, this movie was really good. I was really surprised by it. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Oh, it was, yeah, it was great. It was fun to watch. Nice. Okay, my turn. My next one is going to be Flora and Ulysses. This is on a much lighter note. This is a a Disney Plus uh, live action slash CGI family film about a girl who befriends a squirrel that has apparently superpowers. And it's one of those red fox squirrels, so it's extra cute. Uh, So my review... The squirrel, the girl, and the movie as a whole are adorable. Watch this with my lovely wife, Michelle, and I liked it quite a bit. Also, the words squirrel and girl are two words that I couldn't say when I was a little kid. Oh, yeah? That old world. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Sean, you're up. All right. So uh, next check-in is going to be Busted. Busted. This is the... uh, 
directorial debut of Corey Feldman? Yes, correct. And Corey Haim was in it, but he got fired from it by Corey Feldman because he was absent so much and on drugs so much. And it's apparent. My my little Twitter review says... Screwball, quote-unquote, comedy, starring and directed by Corey Feldman, co-starring several Playboy Playmates as a launchpad for their, quote-unquote, acting careers. Is there a black couch involved? No. Corey Haim appears, but I doubt he even knew it at the time. Oh, wow. Shit. So he's just like like a zombie. It's Yeah, he's out of it in this film. You can tell he's, yeah. he was messed up. He's on some other shit. Um, not funny. Uh, a lot of gimmicky shtick mm-hmm. and a lot of TNA gratuitous TNA gratuitous to the point where it just becomes silly and dumb and I'm actually glad uh, Chelsea that you came to that realization that TNA means Travis and Alan uh, <laughs> what's your next check in it's from 2018 it's called The Lie with um, Joey King and Peter Sarsgaard mm. Basically, it's the parent trap for sociopaths. Okay, you got to elaborate a little bit more. I'm intrigued. Um, Joey King is on her way to like some dance retreat for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And her dad is taking her there. They see her friend at a bus stop. And they're, they pick her up because she's going to the same retreat. And mm-hmm. she was like, my dad and I got into a fight. And he was like, take the bus. So here I am. Anyways, they stop because one of the girls has to use the bathroom really bad and the girls wander off into the wood and dad is like outside the car like, what the hell? What's going on? Hurry up. And he walks into the woods and he hears screaming and then like crying, goes up to Joey King and she's like, I pushed her. They're like on this bridge Mm -mm. into this, ouch, like over this river. She's like, I pushed her. Because she was like, we ain't got time for that. I don't, you don't really know what the fight is about. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he's like, oh my God, we're, we're not going to say anything. Her yeah. mom's a lawyer. Mm. So he like rushes back to try to talk to the mom. Whole bunch of shit goes down. It's from 2018. Can I spoil it? Yes. The girls pulled a prank. She was. She didn't get pushed in. She did not get pushed in. Whoa. But this lie goes so far and they're trying to protect Joey King so much, they kill the girl's father. Uh, it yeah. escalates to that point. It really does, and it doesn't feel like it disingenuous. His name Joey King. Yeah, sorry, okay. I can't remember her character's That's name. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, the name sounds it's, familiar. It's a action movie thriller for sure, and well, it's your, short. Your description, the parent trap for sociopaths, is is uh, perfectly apt. Oh, uh, wow. It's not great, but it, it was fun. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, next, I've got a, a straight-up documentary. It's called Made You Look, A True Story About Fake Art. And uh, it's one of the better documentaries out there. There's not a lot of them about art forgery, and specifically one of the largest-scale art forgery operations the world has ever seen. We're talking uh, Picasso's. Pollocks. Um, <laughs> we're talking you. Picasso, Jackson Fuck Pollock, you. Matisse, uh, all sorts of all sorts of amazing work that even experts weren't detecting because they were in museums, mm-hmm. and they're and people would be like, 
well, if it's it, we're buying it from this place or right. it's in this place, that should be provenance enough. Right. But it's not. Weren't there people in the system that were complicit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a cool, cool documentary. And I can't get enough of that stuff with um, I think you'd enjoy it, too, with the, the art background. And that's my uh, last check-in for this week, number 67. Cool. All right. I've got one more, and this is going to be another Corey Haim flick. It's called Just One of the Girls. Oh, God. It already sounds problematic. It is problematic. It is. It plays on your classic Shakespearean motif mm -hmm. of a guy in disguise as a girl to get an ends to a mean or a means to an end. It does pose problems. This is the third of the... Uh, Nicole Eggert films. Okay. Uh, who boy, this gender flipping <laughs> flick didn't age well from Corey's homophobic father to general insensitivity towards gender identity issues. This romp should be left in the past in order to get into a music program at a high school. I think it mm -hmm. was, uh, Corey Haim, uh, disguises himself as a girl. Yeah. Also to get away from a bully who was beating him up and stuff he disguised himself as a girl and quickly finds himself on the he was just like nut slapping him he's like, uh, just whatever he had to get away uh he finds himself at uh, on the cheerleading squad mm -hmm. and you know really got the hots for nicole eggert of course. i feel like this movie's been made a lot of times well sure it's like i said it's a classic shakespearean farce What's however the girl is on the football team yeah that's just one of the guys Oh yeah! Wow, another film from the eight. Well, that was Are they the supposed 80s. to be parallel films? No, 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 no connection whatsoever. Uh, but it, it, this uh, this one is from uh, ooh, I don't even know when it's from, but uh, mid nineties, ninety three, I would guess. And um, because of that, you've got this weird like like infancy of trying to be sensitive to gender identity. So like, there's the the girl's PE coach who's like susses out that there's something not quite right with yeah. Corey Haim's character. And she suspects that she likes other girls. And she mm -hmm. was kind of going to say, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's cool. You can, you know, be honest with me. But Corey of course thinks that she's found him out. And so yeah. he confesses that he's a guy. And so it becomes this whole gender identity yeah. thing. And he has to pr portray Someone who is comfortable dressing as a woman because he feels he is a woman. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. It's problematic and should be avoided at all costs. Yeah. This is another one of those situations. This is a uh, three men and a baby situation where the premise doesn't apply today. Yeah. We're remaking. no longer funny. Yet we're remaking three men and a baby. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, you got one more? I do. So I told you I was trying to watch all of the Guillermo del Toro films okay so i saw another one which one the shape of water oh fish fuckery i thought it was a really beautiful love story oh, amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing movie he's a genius and that um uh who's the the girl the the main female lead is also like a famous television actress right well, i have no idea uh i could be wrong about this i'm not i'm not giving dana any fodder um <laughs> so yeah, great movie. I saw it in the theater and oh, I actually I slipped out to go to the bathroom right at the fish fuckery part. And I really, really regret it. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's going to wrap us up on the 2021 movie marathon for this week, bringing us to the second part of our feature segment, The Recast Continued. Part two. The second, Corey. 
We're going to be recasting Dream a Little Dream from Ooh. 1989. And speaking of these tropes, this is a body switch movie, essentially, right? Yeah, a yeah. Little, little Freaky Friday. Yeah. Uh, directed by Mark Rocco, not to be confused with the other Mark Rocco. Um, <laughs> this one directed Where the Day Takes You and came up last week, Murder in the First. Yeah. Murder in the First. Yeah. That's that's the Kevin Bacon, Gary Oldman one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie. Was it last week? Was week before? Week before. Not last week, but the week before. Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon came knocking at the door. <laughs> Uh, this movie has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, you guys. The elusive zero. Uh, no, no, no. The big goose egg. No, no. Doesn't deserve a zero. Yes, it does. No. Uh, well, only 10 people have reviewed it, and all of them <laughs> gave it zeros. Look, look, look. Meredith Salinger's in it. That uh -huh. automatically gets you a 5%. 5%. All right, so where do we go from there? I'm just saying it, it gets at least 5% okay. because she's fucking adorable. The bar is low. Dream a little dream. An accident swaps the minds of a married older man, played by Jason Robards, and a teenager, played by Corey Feldman, chasing his dream girl, Meredith Salinger. Uh, flesh it out a little bit more for me. Well, Corey Feldman is a Michael Jackson impersonator in this yes, movie. That's what I thought. I think he does a damn good job of it. Oh, excellent. With the and dance that's moves. Interesting <laughs> because he uh, had a a well-documented friendship with Michael Jackson. Oh, and this is clearly like at, in the that. peak. No, in the peak of it because okay. he looks exactly like him. And he he claims that he's the only child star that Michael Jackson did not take advantage of. Michael Jackson screwed him up. Mm -hmm. That's evident. Um, but yeah, Corey Haim is in this as well as kind yeah. of a friend. Punk? Like a punk friend? Punk friend. Yeah, punk friend. Yeah. But uh, I remember this being a little darker than it really was. Okay. Like I saw it when it first came out. But the whole deal of them being in this dream world and Robards trying to kind of figure out how to get back into his body with mm -hmm. his wife and return this Feldman kid back to his. And he's having to live the life of a teenager. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> like prelude to a kiss. Yeah, this is this again. Uh, you know, I referenced some Shakespearean stuff earlier. This plot has been done before many, yes. many times. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. This this movie's just not successful. <laughs> Chelsea, anything to add? No. All right. So the roles that we're going to recast, we've got Bobby Keller, played by Corey Feldman. He was eighteen at the time. We've got Dinger. <laughs> Play Bobby Dinger and Laney. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Bobby Dinger and Laney Coleman. Um, you've got Dinger played by Corey Haim, who was also 18. We've got Laney Diamond played by Meredith Salinger, who was 19. And then we've got Coleman Ettinger played by the late, great Jason Robards, who at the time was 67. And are y'all ready to go? Yeah, yep. let's do it. All right, we're going to... We're gonna go this way, Sean. Oh, really? You go first. You're like changing everything. Oh my god! It's throwing me off. It's Freaky Friday. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can't keep up. <laughs> All right. So hot on the heels of my check-in of uh, just one of the girls, I wanted to turn this into kind of a gender identity film. Ah. Oh. And so my lead actress is actually a transgendered actress. Okay. Uh, eight, uh, 19 years old. 
can be seen in things such as Other People, Champions, Jesse, Glee, and the reboot of Saved by the Bell. I went with Jesse Tota. Okay. She's excellent. And did you guys watch the reboot Saved by the Bell? Yes. Obsessed. And, and I'm obsessed. Good. It's really good. Huh. And Jesse Tota is funny as hell, which is why I really picked her for this part. She's because, amazing in it. Uh, She's there, great. And now it's not an analog to the Jesse from the original. No. no, okay. no, no. That's her that's the actress's name. Yeah. That's not her character's name. Oh, okay. Her she, she, she did have a show called Jesse though. On um on Say by the Bell, she's kind of like she starts out as kind of the mean girl. Yeah. Just to give you a little frame of reference. It's really good. You should watch it. Watch a Say by the Bell, got a house by the bayside. All right, over to you, Chelsea. What do you got? So my actor was in Modern Family. Uh Nikki, Ricky, Dickie, and Dawn. Uh-uh. And the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> With Aiden Gallagher. <laughs> really? There you go. Well, well, well. All right. Yep. Over to me. Oh, by the way, we love it when that happens. My Bobby Keller is 18 now. He was in Pan, No Labyrinth. He was in Paddington 2. He's in a movie called Second Skin. His name is Lewis Partridge. Lewis Partridge. Gotcha. Okay. Next up, we've got Dinger, played by Corey Haim. Uh, he was also 18, same age. And uh, Sean, your pick for Dinger? I went with a 21-year-old uh, best friend of uh, my uh, Jesse Tota. Uh, was in Little Fires Everywhere, mm-hmm. Deadwood the Movie, Destroyer, as well as uh, Seaberg. Which you've seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen Seaberg. And the Righteous Gemstones as the problem child. Her name is Jade Pettyjohn. Jay Pettyjohn. Uh, did Righteous Gemstones get renewed? I sure hope so. Also, Ricky, Dicky, Dinger, and Dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. Uh, next, my pick for Dinger is 17 now. <laughs> Oh, wait, it's over to you. See, I knew I knew See, you could not keep up. Sorry, with it. you can't keep up. Over to you. <laughs> Chelsea, please. Uh, my actor was in Charlie St. Cloud, Frank and Weenie, I Am Legend, but you know him from Ozark. I yeah. went with Charlie Tahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Nice. Okay, my... It's my turn? My it turn. is. Yes. <laughs> uh, my dinger is 17 now. He's in Big Time Adolescence. He's also in The Mick, and he was in Wet Hot American Summer. His name is Thomas Barbuska. Barbuska. Oh, gotcha. Thomas Barbuska. He looks like he just woke up. Yeah, I think that's his thing. Well, that's kind of Corey Haim's thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, And by wake up, I just meant get high. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meredith Salinger playing Lainey Diamond. She was 19, and Sean, who's your pick for this? Well, we should mention, of course, Meredith Salinger is the current wife of one Patton Oswalt. Oh, I didn't know that. You did not know that. No, I did not. That's she, awesome. She is an angel. Okay. And national treasure. So that in mind, I picked an actress who just got on my radar just recently, and I think that she deserves every role under the sun. Uh, she was in Mayans MC on FX. 
She was in the reboot of Party of Five. Hmm. She was in The Resident. But most recently, she played the role of Liv in Willy's Wonderland. I yeah. Emily Tosta. Is she the main girl? Yes. Yeah. She's good, dude. Willy's yes. Wonderland was fun. I loved that movie. I thought she made this movie yeah. great. She was a badass. Yeah. All right. Over to you, Chelsea. My actress was in Modern Family. Mm-hmm. She did a voice on The Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Hmm. I went with Ariel Winter. Ariel Winter's good. Okay, so last week you were talking about Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. This, this week, week you're talking about Ariel, Ariel Winter, Winter, who was in the last movie star with Burt Reynolds. His final the film. last movie he you made. You have got to watch that movie. It's good. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. It's real good. I'm looking at it right now, and, and I didn't some, say it for that reason. Some I'm like, of the people in it are just actual people. Like I'm pretty sure that the people who put on that little film festival in the movie are the actual people. Who do that in real And life. most of the film was shot in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep. And they claimed it was Nashville. And I said, no, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My turn. My Lainey Diamond is 17 now. Uh, she's in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Godzilla versus Kong. Stranger Things. Her name is Millie Bobby Brown. Millie. Millie Bobby Brown. A Bobby. A Brown. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Next up, we've got Coleman Ettinger, played by Jason Robards, 67 at the time. Sean, who did you have in mind for this one? Well, since uh, my actress is a transgendered actress Mm -hmm. and that's going to play into the storyline, I thought it would be interesting to see an actor dealing with being in the body of a transgendered teen and how that actor would react, you know, to the strange... right politics and things. everything yeah the whole thing of it all so i went with uh a 68 year old actor who was in argo argo F- fuck yourself flight <laughs> raising arizona mm-hmm. barton fink holly hunter i went with john goodman john goodman he's awesome has he ever played a woman I'm trying to think. I'm running through his catalog. I think that... I think he may have done drag yeah. for a role. Or maybe maybe in like a sketch or something, like a yeah. Second City thing or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I recently rewatched King Ralph. Oh, wow. So much fun. Uh, Peter O'Toole. You get Peter O'Toole and John Goodman in the same room. Nice. Come on. Nice. All right, Chelsea. You got it? <clears throat> yeah. Uh this little nuggets for you, Sean. Oh, thanks. I'm not even gonna little say what nugget. he's. Not even gonna say what he's in. <laughs> I went with Bill Pullman. Billy Pullman. <laughs> I shopped him. Wow. And I also shot Bill Murray. Wild. That's wild. Wild, wild stuff. Uh, over to me. My Coleman Ettinger is a character actor who you don't recognize his name, but you recognize his face. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's recently he was in Wonder Woman 1984. He was in Last Christmas. He's also in Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's Pierre Bergman. Pierre Bergman. Yeah, okay. Is I know you're talking about. In this and my connective tissue is that they're all in the Netflix film Enola Holmes. Enola oh, Holmes I got you. about Sherlock's Sherlock Holmes' little sister. sister. Yes. With Mel Bobby Brown. Mel Bobby Brown. All right, final thoughts on Dream a Little Dream. 
Better than License to Drive. Y- yeah. So once again, just watch this one. Don't watch the sequel. Dream oh, that's a little, right. Dream Lord. a little dream too. Oh, oh, it's it's oh, ridiculous. There are like superpowers involved mm-hmm. in magic. It yes. does not make any sense. All right. That being said, for your final bonus segment, it's going to be a battle of the Feldmans. First, we've got Corey Feldman <laughs> versus Marty Feldman versus Scott Feldman. <laughs> And for the listeners, Scott Feldman is a, or was, he's retired now, a Major League Baseball pitcher for several teams. Marty Feldman, of course, uh, uh, most prominent to me, Young Frankenstein. Of course. Uh, Also just known for his kind of very unique appearance, the wild eye. Wild eye, yes. And then Corey Feldman at the height of his powers. Chelsea. I just want to give this one to Corey Feldman as... An apology from the fucking Today Show. Oh God! Let's not even tell them about it. No, so nobody I'm just saying. Watch it. Just he saying. got done dirty. He, he got did. Done, he got done real wrong. So I'm doing him a solid. Okay. I'm glad you did that. I mean, I was thinking like from like Goonies era, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Mouth. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean he was great. I mean, just his but his verbal. N- jiu-jitsu yeah also like ima- for a awesome. kid who was like 11 years old at oh, the time that, the charisma oh that that's why that's why i really like him as, he's flirting as with actor. the mom and the housekeeper in the opening scene of the movie i get oh. that but think of him as he gets older and constantly being compared to that along well, yeah, with all true, the true. other crap well, that's uh, gone on yeah. so i'm doing adult Corey feldman a solid okay that's cool um I don't even know your pitcher. I, I, I followed baseball. You're more of a catcher, right? Yeah, I'm more of a catcher. Thank you. <laughs> Marty Feldman, of course, just freaking hilarious. Yep. Um, you you, you kind of took what I was going to do as kind of like a... I'm oh, go, yeah. Marty Jump Fe- on my bandwagon. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Marty Feldman. That was Sean's idea, Chelsea. Well, he didn't uh, fucking I'm voice also, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow suit and go with Marty Feldman yeah, as well. Yeah, Marty Feldman. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, if you have not seen any of his stuff, go back and look him up. All right. Wait, just because I did it doesn't mean that you guys couldn't have done it either. Yeah, we, yeah, we could do it too. Um... <laughs> We also, I want to thank you, Chelsea, for being here and doing your damn thing. You're welcome. Your damn thing. I appreciate it. I want to thank the engineer, my co-host and co-producer. Anything that either of you would like to plug? Trivia. Trivia. We had it outside this past week. That was epic. It was, it was freezing. It was nice. I thought it was great. You, I think you run cold. I do. Okay. Sean plugs. Um, I want to plug... Um, the Francis Marion Commercial Music Program. Ah. We have issued them a challenge to recreate our intro and outro music. Yes. So oh. I'm very excited to see I'm and I'm excited hear. too, but I'm also sad because what about the the British robot lady? Well, maybe we can get the British robot lady. Mm. But uh, I want to plug them. And uh, again, I, I won't steal your thunder about wearing your damn mask. Wear your mask. Always. Forever and ever. Amen. Uh, Do you know what next week's episode is? Shakespearean movies. Shakespearean films. And when I think about Shakespearean films, I think about one guy, Kenneth Branagh. He's he's 
was given a honorary doctorate of Shakespearean literature because he's done so many Shakespeare movies. Kenneth Branagh is known for directing and or acting in film adaptations of William Shakespeare, beginning with Henry V in 1989, followed by Much Ado About Nothing in 1993. I always want to say nothing. Um, <laughs> Othello in 95, Hamlet in 96, Love's Labor Lost in 2000, and As You Like It in 2006. However, what is the title of the 2018 film that Brana di- directed and starred in as William Shakespeare? Once again, that question, what is the title of the 2018 film that Brana directed and starred in as William Shakespeare. He was in heavy prosthetics. I don't know. I did not know that even existed. Yeah, I don't. Why am I drawing a? And I'm, I'm a layman, but I'm pretty sure it's a, the title is a Shakespeare quote. All is true. All okay. is true. I've never even heard of it. Uh, check it out. It's pretty good, actually. Um, we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We are hosted online on Podbean. Also, we are Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter. We're Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook and Instagram. Also, our email address is cinemachopshop at gmail.com. The beers we checked in today will be checked in on Untapped. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. And also, we're doing some stuff over on YouTube, so be looking out for that. The channel is Cinema Chop Shop Podcast. And finally, thank you to you, the listeners. Wear a mask, social distance, and give a damn. And remember to watch Chop Retrofit. Retrofit. Tip your Corey. <laughs> <laughs>